0: go a lot with, or well, with what we're going to talk about today. Uh, We're looking at Matthew 27, 50 through 53, and I'll just if you're new today, we're glad you're here. Uh, We know it takes a lot of guts to come to something new that you've never been to, and uh, we're just thrilled you're here. If you're here for the 900th time, we're glad you're here. Uh, It takes a lot of guts to come to something like this for the 900th time. Uh, It takes a lot of, we're glad you're here, you're bold to be here. And to welcome people and get to know people you don't know, it's awesome. So we want to introduce you a little bit more to Jesus. Our our purpose is that we can help you know and follow Jesus better. And and, and that's whether or not you're unconvinced, convinced, where you are on the spectrum, we want you here uh, to give Jesus a fair shake, give him a fair shot, hear from his word. So we're looking tonight in our 10th part of the, the story of where Jesus was crucified, Uh, where they crucified him. And and so we went verse by verse through every word Jesus spoke while he was on the cross for six hours. And now that he has died, we're looking at the miraculous, wondrous signs that accompanied his death on that day, on that Friday. And so we're looking at the third of the signs, which the first was the the curtain in the temple was destroyed uh, from top to bottom, uh, indicating our access to the God the Father is opened up through Jesus' death. Secondly, there's a great earthquake, uh, that the the world that's under the curse is being renewed, and and there's going to be no more curse, and nothing else to fear anymore, because Jesus' death is going to take it away. And finally, uh, or today, we get to the point where dead people have been raised. On the same day, Jesus was was dead, and and their bodies uh, have come out of their graves just like Jesus' body, And are in Jerusalem speaking. So hear the word of God from from Matthew 27 tonight. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. Let's pray and ask God to bless our time tonight. Father in heaven, uh, Lord, we come to you today. Um, some of us are absolutely overjoyed to be here. We're giddy. Uh, we like this place. We like the people. We, we like to, to hear your word. Some of us are just absolutely thrilled. Some of us are confused. We don't know how we got here. Someone brought us here. Uh, we're friends with someone here we don't know. Much about this, uh, but Lord, I pray um, wherever we come from today that you would meet us there. Uh, whether or not we are um, a little bit bored with this whole thing, we've heard it many times. We don't want another reminder about things we already know, uh, or, or some of us are very curious about this and exploring it. Or not, whatever, whatever we need, Lord, would you shake us up a little bit and speak uh, deeply to our hearts? Help us to feel, help us to, uh, to hear you and to, to know. Um, what you are like and who you are, uh, Lord God. And we will give you glory today. In Christ's name, amen. Guys, uh, this is, I've got to be honest with you, one of the hardest parts of this series. Uh, you've got the walking dead happening here. You've got zombies coming out of the tombs uh, when Jesus dies. Uh, this is one that, you know, there's a, a when you're looking at commentaries, I went to my pastor's office and just, ever noted every commentary he had on Matthew and went to these verses and were just going through it. And, and there's critical commentaries, there's conservative commentaries, critical doesn't really know if it's all true, and conservative, very evangelical, and that, that's enough, that's more than you need to know about this, but look, no one knows what to do with this. It's, very, it's a very hard text, it's the only reference we have to this in the Bible, and there's no historical references to it. one critical scholar says that, look, this is almost weird enough that it must have happened. Uh, you wouldn't make this up. Who makes this stuff up? There is bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep, coming out of these rock, rockside cliffs, uh, out of these tombs, and running into Jerusalem and talking uh, after Jesus' resurrection, which is interesting. We don't know what kind of bodies they had. Uh, did they die again? Uh, how many people saw them? How public were those appearances? There's just all these unanswered questions that this verse leaves us with, but there's a few things we do know. Uh, there's a few, very few things we do know about this, uh, and I believe it happened. I believe these, these these bodies went into Jerusalem and started appearing to people on that Sunday uh, after the Friday, after Jesus, uh, Jesus' resurrection, and made them present, their presence felt It's in the Bible. And so... The big idea we want to walk away today with is that faith in Jesus' death can make dead people live. Dead spiritual people, dead people dead physically, God can resurrect and make people live. Death normally does keep people in their tombs. Uh, people don't normally rise uh, when they're dead. Uh, but Jesus, okay, it's like, kind of a, it's like this, this, this thing almost has uh, like the, the brevity of a tweet, this thing does. Here's Jesus, he's dead. And then people start coming out of their tombs. It's pretty amazing. So we're going we're to be amazed at it. We're going to see it tonight. Um, now, if you look at it on our, on our outline in front of you, you've got three points here. Uh, and, and the first one is that the death of Jesus brings spiritual life to believers. And that's something we really need driven home in us, that the death of Jesus brings this to us. Uh, because we have experienced a lot of death this week, uh, even on our campus. Uh, one fraternity had two deaths uh, that, they, that they endured this week. Uh, a, a student even, and, and a father of a student. There's a, there's a lot going on. Uh, on on a, another level, uh, if, you know, if you follow baseball, uh, Oscar Tavares, uh, who is your age, uh, died in a car accident. He's, a, he's an outfielder for the Cardinals, uh, 22 years old. Uh, and he has died. And, and it's, it leaves us um, confused, hurt, hopeless, disappointed, and sad. And, and one, one, one thing that was just amazing that I pulled off the internet today was uh, on, on, in reaction to Oscar Tavares, the outfielder for the Cardinals, Mike Matheny says this, I was asked last night to give some words regarding the tragic death of Oscar, but I simply couldn't. Uh, first of all, It felt like a bad dream that could not be real, and when reality kicked in, my words didn't even seem to make sense. To say this is a horrible loss of life ended too soon would be an understatement. To talk about the potential of his abilities seemed to be untimely. All I wanted to do was get the guys together and be with our baseball family. I know the hurt that comes along with buying into the brotherhood of a baseball team, and that hurt is just as powerful as the joys that come with his life. Not to say it is even close to the depth of pain his true family is going through, but the pain itself is just as real. The ache is deep because the relationships were deep and forged through time and trials. And here he he closes with, In my opinion, the word love is the most misused and misunderstood word in the English language. It's not popular for athletes to use it, but there is not a more accurate love or accurate word for how a group of men share a deep and genuine concern for, it, for each other. We loved Oscar, and he loved us. And that is what a team does. That's what a family does. You will be missed, Oscar. And so just, just think about the raw emotion he is feeling. Think about the raw emotion we felt. And out of those tombs comes people we love, people you love. Maybe even you. Maybe this could be you. These are real people who Jesus loves, and here they come out of the tombs, and they're visibly meeting people in their city. That's awesome. That's a glorious thing. Jesus takes people out of tombs and makes them alive. I know we sort of like like Jesus. Jesus, We all like Jesus died on the cross and was rose again. Seems to be just this thing we take for granted, but it is amazing the fact that people that we love get up out of their tombs and walk out of there, is awesome. Um, so this was this this all occurred with an earthquake happening. God moved the ground, and, and then he tore up this temple thing to open it up, and then he tore up the sides of these, these, these hills and mountains, and all these rocks rolled away. Now, the rocks weren't keeping the people in. They were alive, and just like Jesus, the, the rocks weren't keeping Jesus in. But he removes the rocks so people can see. There's nobody in there anymore. People were out of there. And so uh, it's it's a beautiful thing that God did. And we need endings like that. We want endings like that. And that's exactly what the Bible was telling us was going to happen all along. From the very beginning, God says, I'm going to take that serpent, that devil, the Satan, who tricked you and caused you to doubt me and caused you to run away from me. I'm going to take him and I'm going to crush him. I'm going to crush Satan and death itself. He said it from Genesis 3 on throughout the Bible, and as the Bible progresses towards Jesus, it all marches to Jesus and his death, we see that he's going to make people alive again. There's this hope of an afterlife, there's hope of being with God, and, and, and Israel responded saying that God's not the God of the dead, he's the God of the living, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. They believe all these people are living with God, and, and that their faith would be, would be answered, and God would bre- resurrect them, and let them live with him forever. So all the people that, that Yvonne you know, shared about in Hebrews 11, the people believed it. They just didn't know how it was going to happen. And there's just this, there's this shadows of how it's going to happen. And you look, at, you look in your Bibles and you can see glimmers of it. And so I wanted to read to you, um, just look at Ezekiel 37. One place that I believe this absolutely answers. This is the fulfillment of Ezekiel 37. Hear what this guy, Ezekiel the prophet, says. It's in the back in the Old Testament, prophet section. Hear this. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. If you've never heard this, this is shocking. Some of you have heard this. This is he's in a, a valley of bones. Listen. And he led me around among them, and behold, they were very, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So he says, speak to the bones. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter to you, and and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a sound. Behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. So appropriate, we're talking about this at Halloween almost, right? (laughs) Army of bones and skeletons, all right? So, interesting timing. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied, and he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and and they lived, stood on their feet, as an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, our hope is lost, we are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves, raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel." And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, and I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. He did it. He did it through Jesus' death. We didn't know how it was going to happen. This this vision of dead people, utterly destroyed, raised up. Brought back to life in an arm as an army, it's a beautiful thing. We long for that to happen, and Jesus makes it happen—the death of death in the death of Jesus. That's why we love shows, we love movies. We want things to happen. We want happy endings where there's there's beautiful redemption for those who've been oppressed. Um, just if you're if you're thinking of movies you've seen recently, you might have seen. Guardians of the Galaxies, or Galaxies, anyone seen that one? Where, where you know, the, the, the ragtag band of, of people, uh, aliens, there's a fox, there's a strong guy, there's just a regular dude, uh, uh, there's, a, there's all these, you know, there's a green woman, okay? So all these people band together, they hate each other at first, and they all kind of work together, and when it, when it looks like they're about to lose, well, I won't run it for you, but they win, okay? <laughs> you can watch and see how they win. Uh, yeah, but we, we long to see the bad guy destroyed and the good put back to right, and all the innocent people uh, saved. And so the galaxy is saved by the Guardians. That's why we like Walking Dead. Okay, it's a little dark, but there's moments of possible redemption. Okay, Rick Grimes is going to bring it to happen. He's going to make it happen, Rick Grimes. Uh, we are, we're rallying behind Rick to, to take out the bad guys. Um, not just the zombies, but the bad guys. There's hope. We just want, we want stories. Those stories, we love them. That's why we spend money on them. That's why we read them. Uh, Emily's talked about reading these stories. We watch them. We consume all kinds of money going to see them. Uh, we want a hero. We want a king. We want Harry Potter. Uh, we want all these people, Aragon, Lord of the Rings, we want these people to just be the heroes. Uh, and and I, they're really just Jesus this is what Jesus does. We need saviors. We need rescue. We ache for that. We're, we're longing for that true story in our life because our lives are filled with death. Uh, they're filled with, man, that test. I think the average is a 45. They're <laughs> not going to curb it. I that, 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 that's, that's less serious, but it's, it still hurts to know we have failed and we've lost. We felt lonely. Uh, some of you are freshmen, you feel lonely. Uh, you really haven't figured it out how, how it all works here, who your friend group is. Some of you are seniors, and you're still lonely, and, and you still haven't figured it out, and you're longing for somebody to hire you. Uh, we're all lonely and we want to get hired. We want to be we were like, man, I'll be single all my life. Okay? Um I'm gonna get married, that kind of thing. So we just we, we we have these sort of ways we die every day, uh, but the death of Jesus makes us alive. You can be spiritually dead. Where some days you can't believe this, and points in your life you can't believe in this stuff about Jesus, but then in an instant, you're spiritually alive, and you long for it. You crave Jesus. You crave the gospel. And people can go from one spectrum to another only by grace, only by being dead in the, in the, in the valley, and God speaking to you, breathing life into you, and making you new. That's how it happens. It's not something we do. God graciously rescues us, because there's no way out for us. What really happened physically to those people in Matthew 27, it really happened physically to them. It really happened physically to Jesus three days later. And that's happening for people in this room and on this campus spiritually. And when that spiritually happens to you, you're going to physically be resurrected and be with Christ as well. Uh, but, but we've got to really understand just that how big of a miracle that is. So let me just illustrate it for you in this story I, that I heard out of National Geographic. Uh, actually, I heard it from somebody else who heard it in National Geographic. So it's third hand, but it's still good. All right, check it out. So uh, I don't know exactly how long this, this couple was stuck in a valley, but they were stuck there for a long time. And they had taken a day trip in the mountains of California. They st- split off from their touring group. Mountains of California, they took a, sh- a short hike of their own. Uh, the, we don't know what they were doing out there, just uh, enjoying one another's company, you know, a couple. And until, uh, they, and they got lost though and they couldn't find the main path. So the sun started setting, it started getting cold. Uh, they had to just make do there uh, desperately in the, in the lost mountains of California. So the next day they were trying to find their way back. They realized they just kept getting farther and farther away in the valley. The next day, second day. They're just lost. The next day, they actually found a campsite. Uh, there was a tent. There's evidence of a fire. Uh, sometime in the past was made there, and inside the tent, some clothes, a sleeping bag, uh, a pack, but no person. Uh, it was evident that the site had been abandoned for some time. They found a journal in there. Uh, they actually opened it up you know, and read this guy's journal, and he'd been out there for some time. There was dates on it, and the last page they found that had any writing on it said, there's no way out. No way out. That's hopeless, isn't it? Okay. Well, um, it, you know, they, they're, they're lost. They're absolutely lost. There's no way out. Somebody's already told them they're lost. There's no way out. Uh, the guy actually figured a way out. He started a forest fire. <laughs> he started a, it's a genius plan, right? Starts a forest fire, and they could have died from the forest fire, but because they did that, Somebody saw the fire and and came and found them and rescued them. It was glorious, glorious ending to this this story, right? So, you know, like, so beautiful. That's what we need, okay? Um, A lot of things make me sad, make you sad. You look around and how your own sin, you know, corrupts you and corrupts everyone around you. And you think, well, there's no way out. I can't make myself better. But Jesus can. And here's what he does. He lifts us up and he gives us places to go. And he gives us people to see. So just briefly, the last thing on our outline is he gives us places to go and people to see. Um, God sent these people somewhere on earth. He sent them into Jerusalem, the holy city. They're, they're people, they're you know, believers, they're raised up and they had a place to go. Place matters. Life matters. You have a purpose in Christ. There's something for him that he has for you to do. Um, introverts, you know, you can be a part of this too. You have to go talking to people in Jerusalem, okay, but when you, when you watch Netflix, when you watch YouTube, this will make you better, okay, when you're locked in your own room, even, because you know the big story, okay, you can write better stories, you can do better art, because you tap into this despair and hope that's in the human soul because you know God and you know he's brought you up out of it, um, and he can. Nobody ought to be positive all the time. Everything is not awesome, Okay. But everything's not dark either. Everything's not Batman Lego dark, if you know what I'm talking about. Okay, darkness, darkness, no parents, okay. It's, you, life is both awesome and darkness. It's both. And, and it's not all positive, it's not all negative. Um, but, but we can know that through this, through the death and resurrection of Jesus and the life it brings. Uh, if you're an anxious person, if you're panicky, if you ache, all the time, if you, ache, if you start to get this new ache and you're like, oh man, I'm dying, if this is you, it's me, that's how I am, uh, when I find a new ache, I start to think, oh man, I have, I have cancer uh, and I'm dying. Um, if you have those aches we talked about, I'm single, I'm not going to find anybody to love me, uh, it didn't work out for my parents, it hasn't worked out for me, uh, will it ever happen? Uh, you are a sensitive person, maybe you're you're sensitive to stray cats. You know, take them in. Some of us could care less about cats, but we're all different, right? Okay, we all want to do things to help people, and some of us are obsessed with cats. So there's there's hope. All that's all I'm saying. You've seen the ending. Dead people rise. Jesus ends terrors of the world, and you will live in shalom with God, peace, harmony. Anxiety is normal for us, but the bright side of that is that, and I mean this, if you're an anxious person, is that you're engineered by God with more sensitivity, more sensitivity to the need to depend on Him. When, when you do, you're going to love God more than somebody who's less sensitive to that. These anxieties, God's engineered you for Himself, for His glory, and you're wonderfully made if you're anxious. You know, you're going to love the Lord more than the, than the cool guy who's never affected by things, uh, you're going you're gonna to love him. If you're an energetic person, you've got places to go too. You've got to focus on, um, on just figuring out the right thing to do, though. And this, this death and resurrection of Jesus brings that to you. It can, and it can bring you to a place in these buildings, in this campus, to talk about the resurrection and the death of Jesus and how it's wrapped, up, wrapped itself up in you and how it's become your story. Um, you're going to start building buildings, inventing drugs, Good drugs, um, catching the bad guys, uh, doing taxes for people, teaching people, because God loves you, and he's got you in a place. He's given you gifts, and you love it, and you're doing it for him and for his glory, for people. People are where where he brought these people. He brought the people out of the tombs to a place for people. That's where he brings you. He brings you for people to see. He wants you to appear to people, to communicate to people. He brought them to Jerusalem so they could communicate. Now, Jesus didn't need these people, but he did. He did need these people. Jesus was resurrected on Sunday. Everyone saw it, heard about it. But he put his leadership team out there, you know, these, these people who brought out of the tombs first, to tell them the story too. They need, to, they need to talk too. Because you know what? Statistics show that employees in a business need to hear something seven times for, you to know, for, the, for them to know that the boss is serious. We have to hear these things over and over and over. And so if you're discouraged about no one really buying into what you're buying into, maybe it's Christianity, keep telling them. Keep inviting them, and you'll be surprised. Ultimately, they're going to start to see that you are serious about this if you're a Christian. Uh, If you're a Christian and you're discouraged about that, keep embodying the cross, the crucified Jesus, and go and tell it. Uh, Don't be discouraged about this because it takes time and it takes a multitude of hearing things for us to really believe it and Jesus Jesus knows that about us and so he sends these people into the into the city to tell people you have people to see and that's awesome and so just let me let me just end it with this guys we're at, at our time here it's nine o'clock I, there's a there's a film a while back ago uh, that shows me uh, everything I hate about movies uh, it's the terrible ending movie uh, back in 2006. There's a man named Paul Conroy, an American civilian driving a truck in Iraq. He wake the movie begins with him waking up, finding himself buried alive in a wooden coffin. He's bound. He's gagged. He only has a Zippo lighter and a BlackBerry phone in his hand. He has no idea how he got there. That's the scariest thing ever, isn't it? You you find yourself in the desert in Iraq, buried, absolutely buried. Uh, without Jesus, you and I end up buried in the sand in the desert. I'm not going to spoil that one for you. I won't spoil it. We bear, we're buried in the sand in the desert. Don't go watch it, though. It's terrible. It doesn't end well. There's no rescue. And I, what? Did I spoil it? Uh, uh, terrible. Worst date movie. You'll break up. You will break up if you see that movie. Um, you'll need d- you'll counseling. If you're, if you're married, you're getting divorced. Um, okay. Well, just back on top of here. Um, you'll be, you'll be, you don't want that. No one wants that. That's where we are. We're buried in our sin, guys. We are dry bones. And the ending is terrible for us. The ending is absolutely horrible for us. We're like the couple who has no way out written in the journal. We have nothing going for us apart from this, that Jesus loves you, he dies for you, and anybody who believes in that, who trusts in that, is their life will be rescued. That's, that's, the, that's the gospel, y'all. Uh, it's not about us making ourselves better, finding the way out, finding the cheat code, finding the free pass to get through this, or solving the problems. It's about we are unable to solve this. We're dead in the tomb, and we must be brought out. And He does that for us. So let's pray and ask God to help us to remember these things. Lord Jesus... Um, if there's some of us who are hearing this for the first time, we are uh, glad for that. I, I feel like I need to hear it over and over again. This gospel, uh, Lord, make us reminded of it and, and, and faithful to to uh, to internalize it today. Uh, would you help us to meditate upon where we stand uh, or where we where where we're at in our life with you? Are we are we in the tomb? Are we outside on the way somewhere? Are we are we communicating it? Uh, where are we going? Where are we? Lord, help us to figure out where we stand. Uh, yeah, make that clear to us. And Lord, if we're outside um, of your presence, if we're in the tomb still, would you call us and would you re- resurrect us? Would you call us like you called that, that man Lazarus out of a tomb? And may we hear your voice and walk out of that tomb, take off our grave clothes, and, and tell your story. Tell your story about the cross. Would you, would you make us new and would you would you give us who've heard these things many times fresh faith to believe that, that that's for us and that you love us and you will bring about a day in which all of our loved ones who fall asleep in Jesus will be walking around again will be with you it will be glorious would you would you bring us hope in the resurrection we pray in Christ's name amen